it's quite possible either Brady Cook or Tyler Macon is thrown into the fire at quarterback against a great Georgia defense this weekend. What can we learn from 1995? A former Missouri great Corby Jones was thrown into the fire in that game. What did we learn from all the way back then? Plus, Tyler Beatty and Harrison Mevis take home some much-deserved hardware. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, and thank you for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, and by the way, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see me lifting up my new Locked on Mizzou merchandise. Yes, thank you very much to David Locke and everybody at the Locked On Podcast Network for keeping me in long sleeve t-shirts. But I'll tell you what, we got a lot to get to on this edition of Locked On Mizzou, not the least of which is, of course, the quarterback position for your Missouri Tiger football team. Now, if you listen to my Vanderbilt recap, which I did I mean, immediately after the Missouri-Vanderbilt game. Well, I focused on Tyler Macon for the most part and the possibility that he might start a quarterback on Saturday. And I stand behind everything I said there. But the reality is, well, during my recording, Eli Drinkwitz gave us some more color, possibly at least, if you can believe what Eli is saying, that, well... Perhaps Brady Cook might be the starter this Saturday. If it weren't a four-minute offense situation where Missouri was essentially looking to run out the clock on the ground, well, maybe it would have been Brady Cook who was in. You notice that Cook was 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 warming up on the sidelines rather quickly when it looked like Basilak was down with injury, so it seemed like he thought he was going to come into the game as well. And if you follow me at Locked On Mizzou on Twitter. I had the same guess. After Macon ran that first design run to set up the long Harrison Mevis field goal, I figured Brady Cook was going to come in after that. Simply because for all of preseason, for all of during the season depth chart releases, well, that's the position that Brady Cook has been in. But I'll tell you what, at this point, I think I would like to see both guys play. I really would. Maybe you give Cook the start on Saturday, Maybe you give Macon a half at some point. I don't know. However you want to split this up, I think at this point it really doesn't matter in terms of the 2021 season, in terms of winning. Again, to me, whether or not Missouri makes the Blue Bonnet Bowl as the 11th best SEC team, not that important to me right now. And honestly, it's it's an outside shot of making that that last SEC bowl game going 6 and 6. It's going to be tough for the Tigers. So to me, again, what's much more valuable is using these real game reps and getting both Cook and Macon some action. Listen, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit and just let you know. I figured that putting Tyler Macon in the title after 
that Missouri Vanderbilt game. Well, I figured that would draw more eyeballs. And and frankly, I was correct. But let's be honest. There's a lot of things I like about Brady Cook as well, and there's no reason to just anoint Tyler Macon as the next quarterback somehow because even though I love Tyler Macon's high school tape, I like a lot of what I've seen out of him as a quarterback prospect. Well, I like a lot about Brady Cook too. and In fact, some of the things I like about Macon, I like about Cook. They both can run a little bit, which is something that the Missouri offense has really desperately needed this season. It's something that would help Tyler Beatty out quite a bit if there was just more of a threat of a keep on the backside of a lot of those running plays. And mostly, I think both guys throw the ball really well on the move. They can buy time, and when they get outside of the pocket, I think both guys have shown the ability to throw it accurately. Now, of course, neither guy has played very much at the college game at all, and until you see real reps, until you see live bullets, quote-unquote, well you're not going to really know what you have in either guy. Honestly, I want to see what we have in both of them. Even though I perhaps might lean toward Tyler Macon, perhaps you might lean toward Brady Cook, I'm not confident to say which one is better right now. So let's find out. Again, especially with that luxury of the, the rule in NCAA football the last two or three seasons where you can play a guy for up to, I believe, four games and still preserve his red shirt. Well, since Macon's played in two games so far, we can play him in, in a game at some point down the stretch here these last three games or perhaps two games and still maintain his red shirt. So to me, the downside really just isn't there. Now, I guess the argument would be, hey, this is a young kid, whether it's Cook or it's Macon. You don't want to necessarily throw either one of these guys to the Wolves this week because guess what? At last check, Missouri was a 37.5-point underdog over at betonline.ag. It's been a long, long time since Missouri was that big of an underdog, and in large part, obviously that's because of Missouri's own performance but even more importantly for this discussion, this Georgia defense is just an animal. You, you are Any quarterback is going to be in deep trouble, more than likely, against Georgia. We saw it this past weekend, right? Down in the cocktail party in Jacksonville, lots of Florida fans, not unlike a lot of Missouri fans, have been calling for the backup quarterback. Well, Dan Mullum gave it to him this past week against Georgia, and what happened? Anthony Richardson didn't fare very well, and they ended up putting Emory Jones in in the second half, splitting time with the two guys. I don't know if that was handled very well by Mullen, quite honestly. That may have been the move that he should have made, but he probably should have made it a little earlier and not against Georgia, in my humble opinion. But you know what? It's a little bit different for Missouri. The situations are different. They really are, and I want to get more in to that comparison, and also a comparison back from 95 when Corby Jones started, actually didn't start, but played in the game, had his red shirt burnt against a really, really dominant Nebraska team that ended up winning the national championship that season and finished Missouri off 57 to nothing. But what ultimately happened with Corby Jones? That's the question. So let's go back in time, make these comparisons, but first, let's stay 
in the moment because, of course, we can talk about old football, but you know what's even better? The next game. And if you think you have an edge on any college football game, well, I got to tell you about prize picks because prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too, because prize picks offers more college football props than anybody in the industry, whether you're looking for the power five guys or the mid-major players that maybe just a little under the radar and possibly might give you a little more value, at least in your opinion. So guess what? Whether you want to take one prop, two props, throw five in at a time, get up to 10 times your bet with bigger odds. Hey, the more you prop together, the more odds you can get. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So if you're Eli Drinkwitz and you're going to start somebody other than Connor Bazelak on Saturday, I think you've got to make that decision tomorrow. I think you've got to make it on Tuesday at the very least. Because even with two weeks of preparation, Florida had a bye week before their game against Georgia this past Saturday. Even with that two weeks of prep, well, in my opinion, Mullen made a mistake. Dan Mullen, the Florida coach, decided to split reps between Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones. To me, if you're going to start Richardson there, especially against a team like Georgia, give him all the reps. Give him 90% of the first team reps. Prepare him as if he's absolutely 100% going to be the starter. So to me, if Brady Cook's going to be your starter, Tyler Macon's going to be your starter, then give them the reps. And honestly, if Basilak is is still questionable injury-wise, is not ready to practice this week, that's all I really need to hear. If he's not ready to practice, then to me, he's not ready to play this week. Missouri needs all the preparation it can possibly get against a brutal, brutal opponent. But one thing to also keep in mind here, there there is a huge difference between what Missouri's decision is this week at quarterback than what Florida was this past Saturday, and that's expectations. See, even though I'm sure Florida didn't necessarily expect to beat Georgia, they certainly expected to compete, and they certainly expected to have a chance in that football game. Well, if you're asking Eli Drinkwitz, honestly, if you put some sodium pentothal through the blood in his veins, I got a feeling that he would honestly tell you that we have no chance this weekend, regardless of who is at quarterback. So to me, unlike what Florida did, there's no reason to hedge your bets at quarterback. Just go with the guy and live with the results. Whether it's Cook, whether it's Macon, it doesn't really matter to me. I just think, again, if Basilak, if he isn't ready to practice this week, then go with somebody else. Because to me, he's been physically compromised, obviously, for a few weeks now. I don't know exactly what his maladies or malady has been. But to me, it's time to probably move on here, at least for this week, if Basilak isn't healthy. And frankly, it gives you a an opportunity to see some young guys in action. I think that's actually more valuable than seeing another week of Basilak at this point. 
Now, I guess the worry is there's this classic worry that you don't want to throw the young guy into the wolves or into the fire, I should say, too early because they might get gun shy, right? They might get afraid of being hit, might lose their confidence, whatever it might be. Well, you know what? I want to take you all the way back to the year 1995. Ah, yes, let's set the stage. A young John Miller was 12 years old, and Saturday Night Live, a very big part of my life, well, they were rebuilding their cast, and a young Will Ferrell was about to take the nation by storm. Baseball was in the middle of its first post-strike playoffs, and all the Bill Clinton jokes were about him playing the saxophone and eating Big Macs. Indeed, these were simpler times. And indeed, offense was a heck of a lot simpler back then, too. So Corby Jones having his red shirt ripped off that day against a Nebraska team that eventually won the national championship and beat Missouri that day 57 to nothing. Well, there wasn't a whole lot of value there, I got to admit, because Jones in that game only ended up attempting two passes One was picked off. He also had eight rushes for a grand total of seven yards. Got to assume there were some sacks in there as well. But here, again, despite the fact that Corby had basically a nightmare of two or three series that he was in the ballgame there, well, obviously he went on to have a very productive Missouri career and was the starting quarterback on the 97 and 98 teams that got back to the bowl game for the first time in 15 years for the Missouri program and really just got Missouri football back on the map and quite frankly created a lot of fans along the way like yours truly. So again, while it went horribly that day, I I actually think that's about the worst case scenario. Again, going back to 95, it's unbelievable how bad we were at designing passing offenses, even 26 years ago. It was like, okay, I guess all we can do is take the under center snap on third and 10, drop back seven yards, and and hope we hold up in protection for three seconds against the Nebraska Cornhuskers black shirts. Yeah, it's a lot better when you just get the ball out of your hands quicker from shotgun, for instance, let's be honest. So even though, obviously, this Georgia defense is historically great, I think just because of the way offense is designed these days, I think the the potential for that level of disaster is just a lot lower. So to me, worrying about that is is overthinking it a little bit. That's my main point. Don't worry about Macon or Cook or anybody getting gun-shy just because they may take a couple big shots and have some struggles against what is a great defense. Who knows? Sometimes you can learn a lot from really, really bad moments. So that's not a reason to hesitate starting the new guy to me. And by the way, coming up, I want to tell you about Tyler Beatty and Harrison Mevis, probably the best two players on this Missouri roster so far. Certainly the two most productive players on this Missouri roster so far, getting some much-deserved hardware and also Beatty with a fun soundbite from the past couple days. Again, just giving you a little flavor on that guy's great personality. But before we get there, let me tell you about Built Bar, the best protein bar 
that has ever been created by mankind. And certainly, I think I can say that objectively. There's no subjective opinion whatsoever there. This is all science, people. And if you haven't tried Built Bar by now, well, you're truly missing out. And I was just saying how Locked On sent me a free shirt. Well, guess what? I get free Built Bars every once in a while, too. And every time they send me a new flavor, the Built Bars just keep getting better. I'm telling you, they're softer tastier and more satisfying each and every time so no matter what kind of flavor you're into you're going to be into their low carb low calorie low fat low sugar and high protein bars so go to builtbar.com use the promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order once again that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com So congratulations out to Tyler Beatty, named the co-SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Harrison Mevis also named the Special Teams Player of the Week. This This was the first weekly honor for any Mizzou player this season. So hey, two in one week, not too shabby. Doesn't hurt to play Vanderbilt, I suppose. But you know what? Harrison Mevis could have probably gotten that special teams player of the week more than once at this point, I would say. And if he's not a first-team All-American at this point, well, I don't know who is. And by the way, just one more note here, some breaking news. Missouri versus South Carolina, the Tigers' next home game on November 13th, gets a 3 p.m. Central kickoff on the SEC Network. So you know what? Hey, not too bad. 3 p.m., Mid-November, you got to like that if you're actually attending the game like myself. And for all you hunters out there in Boone County, surely you can still get to the game, right? You guys get up early, hunt early. Come on. Come on out to the football game. What the heck? Tyler Beatty deserves your presence. And you know what? Speaking of Tyler Beatty, just one little soundbite I want to share with you here. This is why I love Tyler Beatty. You know, there are people in life... To me, there are two types of people in life I've found. There are the types of people who bring energy and mostly positive energy. And then there's the more negative side of the coin, people who suck energy out of the room, right? I can think of people from my past, my my late, my late godfather, in fact, old Burt Couch. Man, anytime he showed up at a party, I promise you things were about to pick up. As Jim Ross would say, business is about to pick up. And my my current friend, Catlin Wyatt, same deal. Anytime she shows up at the house, you know things are about to get fun. Well, I think Tyler Beatty is much, much the same. Anytime he's around, I, I don't know how you could have that guy in the locker room and not have a smile on your face. And here's a good example of that. From the past couple days, post-game, Tyler Beatty got a question from a reporter who, well, sounds like he might not be from around these parts first touchdown of the day uh you carried the ball seven times on an eight play drive uh, i'm just wondering was, was the plan to use you that much was that sort of did you know going into that drive that you were going to be sort of the workhorse on that one where you, you where you from you got a little accent where you, from? <laughs> you don't think missouri no <laughs> where you from scotland scotland okay okay you got me saying it's scotland okay oh, okay <laughs> Uh, I, I don't even remember the question. I was stuck on the accent. 
So that's Tyler Beatty in a nutshell right there. A real positive guy and a real goofball, too, seemingly. I mean, how can you not want to be around a guy like that? And quite honestly, he, among along with Case Cook and just a lot of other guys, Martez Manuel, it just seemed like we had some strong leadership and in a strong locker room. That was one thing that I think caused me to be more optimistic about the Tigers than obviously in retrospect I should have been. So basically what I'm saying is if I was wrong about the Tigers in the preseason, well, obviously it's Tyler Beatty's fault, not mine. But you know what? In all seriousness, folks, thank you for joining me as per usual and making me your first listen of this podcast day and if you need more sec football frankly your second listen should be locked on sec with chris gordy of sports 790 just an incredible list of guests he's with you five days a week with all your sec action in under 30 minutes a day so until next time i am john miller and this has been locked on mizzou